G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Good afternoon, wherever you might be. It is Taz Racing Talk. There is no Campbell Brown. He's got the feet up after dominating not just this week, but of course Wednesday at Devonport Cup. And you can get involved anytime you like. 0499 736 736. I think for the first time, it's an historic day today because, and I could be incorrect, but I'm 99% certain that we are having races while the show is on. Early start at Hobart and what is a huge day at Hobart. We'll get to a little bit later on exactly how it's all playing out. The Tasmanian Stakes, of course, later in the day and the Tas Guineas just after two o'clock. But uh, we have got the couple already under the belt. Race three is 27 minutes away and that's the Ladbrokes and money back odds mile. So looking forward to being able to talk our way through what has been a big week in Tasmanian racing and a huge day in our man Peter Staples. He was the man at the very start as Tas Racing Talk. It was all going and he joins us on the back of a big week. Uh, Pete, festive mesti- uh, festive greetings. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. This is what the Devonport Cup has done to me, Pete. It has got me bamboozled. was the fun that I had, mate. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Cam. Festive mesti, but I love that. I'm going to keep that in my repertoire. <laughs> how you doing, mate? How, how you been? How was, the, uh, uh, how was the New Year and Christmas period for yourself? Well, Chrissy was good just with family. That was lovely. But uh, we got back into it from New Year's Day at Longford, then... Uh, the Devonport Cup Wednesday, and here we are at Hobart today. Two races down, like seven to go, and there's some feature races today that are absolute crackers. Of course, everybody's um, holding their breath to see whether Turk Warrior can retain his unbeaten record. He's got eight in a row. He's going for nine in the Tasmanian Guineas and Alpine Wolf. They've all been spooking for the last two months that wait until we get to the Guineas and we'll bring his run to an end. Well, they get their chance today. There's been a bit of rain here at Hobart, and, uh, but the track's planned superbly, so uh, no excuses, and if the rain holds off until well after 3 o'clock, we'll be in business. And, and look, just on this, and we'll, we'll touch on this before we talk everything else, the Guineas is a, a, a huge race today for, for a number of reasons. The traditional one, because, of course, you win the Tasmanian Guineas, you're the probably the best three-year-old in the, in the state, but... Turk Warrior wants to re- remain undefeated and they also want to continue to try and leverage this and propel it into maybe a bigger race and probably the Australian Guineas is where we're looking and a race that Tasmania have had success in recent times and a win today continues to solidify that he deserves a crack at the best three-year-olds in the country. The Alpine, and that story as well, they have continued to talk about this day as you touched on for the better part of two months while Turk Warrior continues to win these races Alpine and the crew are like, you know what we're going to do here? We're going to get them in the big one in the first week of January. So two very, very talented horses, two great narratives, two great stories and one ripping race, which is what sport and racing desperately needs to be able to take it to the next level. And it, it feels like it feels like it's bubbling into something really great today. It certainly does, Cam. And look, um, look, they're both extremely good horses. um, And there's no question about that. And they're, they're totally different types. Like Turk Warrior, if you looked at him just in a catalogue and then you saw Alpine Wolf, you would just not look at Turk Warrior. You'd just say, don't even bring him out of the box. I'm just going to have a look at Alpine Wolf. <laughs> he's striking. He's got this magnificent 
really solid, proud head on him. His confirmation brilliant. Confirmation's good on Turk Warrior, but it's different. And when Turk Warrior walks around the mounting yard, he walks around with his head half down, loping around, just saying, hang you going. Um, and Alpine Wolf is all business. I know, and he looks proud and, he's, and he glistens because he's a black goat. And uh, it's, yeah, just two different types. But in the, as soon as Turk Warrior gets onto the racetrack, he switches on. Um, now, that's what makes a really good horse and a potential champion. And Alpine Wolf does all those things as well. He's just working into himself, like, and he's getting... He doesn't know how good he is, and um, maybe Turk Warrior does. But it is certainly a clash. Uh, it's a clash of the day all around Australia, as far as I'm concerned, because these two... People are talking about these two horses all around the country. Um, Metal, the other runner in the in the race today, the Guineas. Um, Simon Miller's uh, flown down to ride it. He rode it two starts back to win. Mitch Beer, um, he's uh, he's put him on, and he's he even he said, oh, I think we'll be going around for a look and some place money today. Says I've looked at Turk Warrior and Alpine Wolf, and they are really class acts. So they all know about them. So and obviously everyone around Australia has a punt and knows all about them too. And yeah, I'm I'm excited about the race. And you know, for me, I don't have an interest in either of them. So um, other than the fact that I think they're fantastic for Tassie racing, it is. And you mentioned those Mitch Beer comments. That's great. Now, because he, he ran pretty well at the Valley last time, medal. I, I still think he is a level mm. or two below these these other two. So I don't disagree with what Mitch Beer says. But occasionally, occasionally, uh, you know, the trainers from the mainland can head be Victoria, New South Wales. Probably I'm, I'm looking to, and they head over to Tassie and try and snaffle a couple of riches, thinking they can just roll in and beat, you know, good horses. And and to hear Mitch Beer mm. say that, and I think Medal's a nice horse, and I think they've pulled the mm. right rein with this horse and going over there and having a crack at it. But I'm also like, it was refreshing to hear them say, you know what, we're going over there, we're going to have a crack, but these two locals are really top quality horses. They aren't, you know, one, Turk Warrior isn't undefeated because he's going around against Tassie horses. He's undefeated because he's a top quality thoroughbred. Now, it was good to hear Mitch Beer speak about it. Yeah, it was indeed. And uh, and he was quite candid, you know, when he and, and he was sincere when he said it. Um, he knows that his horse is over here for the Derby. So after this race, he'd medal will go to the Launceston Guineas and then to the Derby. I reckon uh, Alpine Wolf will follow him. Um, so he's going to have him to, him to contend with. Uh, and Turk Warrior wins today. He'll go to the CS Hayes um, in Melbourne um, and then on to the Australian Guineas. But he probably need to... I don't know whether he needs to win the CSAs, but he runs a good race in the CSAs. I think he could win it. Um, and, uh, yeah, then he gets his opportunity at Group 1 Glory, uh, he, same he, as Mystic Journey did. And just on that, he profiles like a horse that will enjoy Flemington. He, he's the type of horse that I, I think will enjoy the big space. He can cruise along at a nice cruising speed and get a bit of room. And, and the fact is that I, I think the track will not be any issue for him. So be it the CSAs or the Australian Guineas, there, there's a track perfect for the big boy, I reckon. Yeah, I think that you're right, Cam. And uh, he's um, look, he goes around bends really well. Um, so you know, he'd be he'd be even suited to Mooney Valley, the way this horse goes. He's so flexible, and um, he's he's look, he can lead, he can sit back off the speed, and he can sprint off a good good tempo. Yeah. So you know, he's just got he's just the whole package. He's and we don't know, you know, how much depth there is there. Uh, he may be at his peak. We don't know, but he hopefully get that opportunity to uh, to go over and do that. Although, if he does win today, um, who knows? Um, they might offer enough 
from Hong Kong for him not to not to race here anymore. And that would be disappointing. Understandable, but disappointing because it happens and too often we lose these horses that we like to see go around in, in really big races. If he does go, if he wins today and he heads to Flemington, which is uh, it's already kind of been put on the agenda, does the jock go yep. with him, do you think? No, I wouldn't think so. Okay. Um, you'd, you'd, you'd probably like to. Yep. But, um, yeah, um, Ismail's a very talented rider, mm-hmm. um, but he is a talented rider where he's riding. And uh, when you get amongst um, the Olivers, Prebles and um, Williams and uh, of this world and J-Max, um, you've, don't worry, they'll, they'll be jumping out of trees to want to get on him. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Hey, in the other one today, we'll get to the Devonport Cup in a moment, but uh, Tasmanian State's inevitable. The horse we know a fair bit about in Melbourne, obviously. Uh, going to go around fairly short, but there's a fairly decent reason for it. He, I'm not going to say he's a mortgage on the race, but oh, he's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, he is. Look, I, I still don't think he's the horse that won the Silver Eagle. Um, he's he's had a few issues, and Scotty's worked tirelessly to, to sort him out, and he's got his head right, and he's got the issues that he had, um, little niggly things. He sorted those out, given him the time he needed, and he... Proved that by winning the conquering over 1,400. And he gets to a mile, which you'll love anyway. But look, he's stable, mate. Um, you're probably going to see the inevitable. Siggy will just whip him around and, and probably get him to the front at the top of the straight. But I reckon if Mandela Effect doesn't get any, is not impeded in the run, I reckon he's the one that's going to be belting home at the business end. And I reckon he's your danger. And Blake McDougall takes the ride today. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting race. I, I do think that the stable mates will fight it out. Um, and I think the um, the other one that's got a bit of a chance um, to run a good race is Dark Wanderer. And Scotty's also got a couple of the racing out of their grade. But Bring Top Lad, number eight, he's, uh, he's won his last two. He's won three of his last five. Um, he was placed uh, in two runs. Um, but then he started to drop the bit, so he just telling everyone he needs more ground. So he gets his chance to get to the mile today, but in a wait-for-age racer, he's so disadvantaged. If he was a handicap, he'd be carrying 52. Um, but look, um, he's a nice horse, um, but he, he's nowhere near the class of the inevitable and, uh, and Mandela effect. You mentioned horses going over there. Blake McDougall, of course, Simon Miller's won, but Blake McDougall, it's good to see him over in Hobart today having a ride because he's had a really good six months, been in ripping form and had opportunities over the Melbourne spring due to the fact of unavailable jockeys for different reasons. So to see him head over yeah. to Hobart today for such a big day, it's, it's great to see, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and uh, it's um, it's good. And they'll, uh, they'll get to ride on a really good track. They've they had its issues, this track. Um, we know, I know all about that. Um, Earlier in the year, but I tell you, or early last year, but I tell you what, it's uh, it's really come on. We've had the weather that they needed to get that growth and depth in the grass, and it's all taken where it needed to. Um, and today, all the rain that we've had, this track drains brilliantly, and it's you wouldn't think that there'd been any rain on it if you went out and walked it now. So it's quite humid. Um, the clouds have dispersed. Now we've got big blue skies over the top. We're predicting thunderstorms at five o'clock. That's why they 
um, they rescheduled the times for this meeting. It was going to start at 2-something, um, but they brought it back to 11.22 because those thunderstorms that were forecast would have ruined everything because they're forecasting hail and everything with those thunderstorms. So I think they made the right decision. Hey, mate, before we let you go, Devonport Cup, I had the, uh, the pleasure to be down there on Wednesday, first time for a major cup meeting in Tasmania. It was outstanding. I understand you know, the, the way of the COVID world might have dropped numbers a little bit, but the, the festive atmosphere on course, the racing was great. The amount of people listened to this particular show and wanted to have a chat, not just about uh, this show, but Taz Racing in general. It was a privilege to be down there and had an absolute ball. Yeah, well, you and Brownie um, got to taste it. And, uh, well, Brownie's tasted it before, as yep. you know. And, uh, but your first taste, and I think you got the, the right feel for it. It's just a, the Devonport Cup Day is just a, it's a, the regional community really gets behind it. It's a public holiday for public servants only yeah. in Devonport, but most people flex off anyway and go to the races. And I was, um, the crowds were down by about 1,000 on expectation. They had 500 cancellations the day before on the Tuesday because people were just wary about going out because this is the way that the infections are, are you know, are, are growing rapidly. Um, you know, we've got a lot of people being infected by COVID now, this Omicron. And I, look... It's you know we've just to deal with it day by day and do the things we need to do every day just to try and combat it. Um, and I think everyone's come to terms with it. Um, but it's you know we were lucky we didn't have anything like New South Wales and Victoria. Mm-hmm. But when we opened the borders, we're starting to feel now what they felt when it first came in and started to infect everybody. And um, it's new for Tasmanians. And honestly, when per head of population. We've only got 500,000 in the whole state. So you imagine we get 10,000 infected people. That's per head of population where it's growing so rapidly. Um, It's greater than what it was in Victoria and New South Wales. So we've just got to be all mindful of doing the right thing, sanitise when we go out, wear the masks, do all the things that public health tells that we should be doing and have some common sense and hopefully we're right. I've got diabetes. I've been double vaxxed and boosted. I've got to do everything I can to make sure I don't get it. Yep. Um, and I do it. So, um, but that's not to say I won't get it because who knows? I could go and touch a table, not knowingly, and I could just do something and get put it in the mouth, and then bang, Bob's your uncle. Um, it's COVID, Pete. Yeah, and then the thing is too, I must say, everyone on track, all the, the COVID officers, all the security guards, everyone around the track, beat in the marquee where, where we were lucky enough to be, or even outside the general area was. It was very COVID safe from the way that uh, everyone at the club and, and everyone went around it. I will say this too, Pete, though. It always helps when you tip half the card like you did. You barely missed on Wednesday. You had a share and also won the, on the day. Uh, the opener, I, I, do, I do like I, I do like stings. And I'm not going to say this was a sting, but I got a little heads up the day before that Emily might be going to be a nice horse. You get about 310 for it on the Tuesday. Went around at $1.50 and bolted in. So... Uh, I do like that to start the day, and Lady Monaco was a good win as well from last. She was a fantastic win. Look, oh, she, she'll go to the thousand guineas, that Billy. Yeah, I think she and, will. Um, right. Aidan said that, um, you know, untapped ability, um, and she did it. And how she won, I spoke to Anthony Diamond and today at the track, and, and I said, mate, I still I watched it three times, and I still don't know how she won. Yeah. Um, and he said she shouldn't have. But she got turned, had to turn sideways, 50 metres out. She still got up one by head. Like it's, she is just a freak. And that's what he described her as. Um, and I've only ever, ever heard him say that they've had one other horse, and yeah. that was Mystic Journey. I'm not saying that this filly's anywhere near Mystic Journey. She's not. She's one of a kind. But uh, 
this filly's going to go on and win races. And look, horse today in race four, Summer Fire. She's won three of her four starts here. Um, Armadale Stub bought her as a potential broodmare. They're going to have a lot of fun with her. I reckon she'll win today. She's a good thing with Thunberg out of the race. And I think she's still $2 or thereabouts. So race, uh, race four, number five, Summer Fire. I think you should get some money on it. And I thought race eight, number four, full knots ahead, Siggy Cars Mare. When you, anyway, when I see her in the mounting yard today, honestly, she's got dapples on dapples and she's just improved since her last win. Um, and she goes to the Brighton Cup and if she wins today, ballot free entry into the Hobart Cup. So they're my two for the, to, to back today. Love it. Pete, love you uh, jumping online, having a chat. Uh, look forward to what's going to be another big month ahead. Not just today, but a lot of great Tasmanian racing on the horizon, mate. And we'll, uh, we'll touch both of you ASAP. All right, good on you, Cam, and all the best with um, and give my best to Bear when he comes on here. Will do, mate. Thank you. There we go. Peter Staples is one of the originals and still the best. Big part of Taz Racing Talk. He had a huge day on Saturday, uh, Wednesday rather, and he's given us a couple that will be up on our socials very shortly at SN underscore track. We'll get to a break. We speak of Bear. We mean Richie Robinson. He's part of the podcast. I had a couple of beers with Matt Reed on Wednesday, but I can tell you he won't care about Reedy right now. He's all about today because he has shares in a couple of very handy horses. That's next right here on Taz Racing Talk. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Huge day today. Hello to you, wherever you might be. No Campbell Brown, Cam Luke only. Hobart underway. The third is six minutes away. We'll watch that and hopefully find a winner very shortly. And talking about finding winners, our next man, Richie the Bear Robinson. He owns not just plenty of horses, but plenty of good horses. He's, of course, half of Taz Racing's summer racing podcast. Had a couple of beers with Matt Reed on Friday, Bear. But as I welcome you in, mate, it's a big day. The inevitable Mandela effect. You've got plenty of good horses going around this afternoon, mate. As we welcome you to Taz Racing Congratulations on what has been a great start to the year in racing in Tasmania. Yeah, thanks, Cam. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, it's an outstanding day of racing, and um, it's all very exciting to have a couple of good chances in a couple of the big races. Oh, which, 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 right now, right now, and it's a you know who do you love more from your kids types question, but right now, which horse are you more confident of running a really good race and taking the spoils? Because the inevitable, uh, we touched it. You know, he's going to start nice and short, and then Mandela effect is there. You're going to be able to really have that last crack. Which way are you leaning? No, I think the way the track's playing and, you know, the weather we've got now, I was a little bit concerned it might have been a bit sort of boggy and heavy and the inevitable might have got a bit too far back. But I think fair track. I think the little fella's probably a little bit too good for Mandela again today. Now, Blake McDougall, just on Mandela effect, Blake McDougall takes the ride. And, and we spoke a little bit earlier with Peter Staples about Mitch Beer's comments around the, the two favourites in the Guineas and showing them absolute respect. We love to see these, these horses head to Tassie and, and have a crack at these big races. And likewise with the jockeys. Can you, can you talk us through how the Blake McDougall ride came about? Well, I think with Blake, Scotty's had a bit of an affiliation yep. with him for a couple of years. So he was probably ahead of his time. Like, he's been on Mandela before and Scotty's used him over he the has, carnival okay. in previous yeah. years. And he was just sort of talking him up how good a jockey he was because Obviously, he's from up the country. Is it New South Wales, Victorian country border he used to ride at? I think he's right on the border there around the sort of the yeah. Albury, uh, Wangaratta. So probably just marginally in the Victoria side of it. Yeah, so I mean, Scotty has probably heard of his time there. And now Peter Moody puts him on most weeks. So obviously, you know, he's, he's going as good as any in Victoria and he just gives every horse a good chance. And that's no doubt going to, um, 
you know, give Mandela. I mean, Dave hasn't done anything wrong in Mandela. It's just that Scott thought that Blake probably suited him a bit better today. And obviously, with a couple of others, he's got um, on Blake on. I mean, why not put him on? I mean, he's, as I said, he's a good Victorian jockey. And as Pete touched on before, that, you know, the Victorian jockeys are, you know, not being discrediting our Tassie guys, but they are better jockeys from Victoria than we do have in Tasmania. Hey, the Guineas as well. You've, you've got one in the Guineas, but uh, we are really looking at two, I think, two really nice horses and two that can go to those Australian Guineas. They see as hazers. We just spoke about Peter Staples around it, but you're in a really good Guineas this year. It's not only deep, but it's at the creme de la creme in the races at top notch. Yeah, I mean, our, this Guineas race has had some outstanding winners in the last um, few years. Um, still a star won it. The Inevitables won it. So... It takes a very, very good horse. And I think in Tassie at this time, we've got two absolute young stars. So it's really exciting. I mean, now that the sun's out, the track's firming up a bit, I think it's going to be a really, really good um, match race, really. And I wouldn't be surprised if Wolf got a little bit closer to the turf today. Uh, on, on, on Bond Street, Bo, now you're, you're in that. Uh, that's, that's not wrong information. You've you got a little uh, ownership in that, haven't you, as well? Yeah, a little share in there. Okay. Myself and Shawnee Willis brought in last week. So, yeah. Hey, the mile will suit him. I, I think he, yeah. he he might get back a little bit, but he's going to be running on. And with a hot tempo, again, you've got to try and run down to extremely good horses. But uh, for people around the country right now who are thinking maybe trying to find a bit of value, in particular from a each-way player of the quaddy, I think he has to be included. Yeah, and the blinkers go on. Blake McDougall on. I mean, there's a couple of big ticks. Um, I think we've just got to ride him cold because Scotty has ambitions that yep. we can get to the derby later in the prep. So... As long as we can hold on to our pine wolf as far as we can, you know, as long as we get running into a place really nice going forward. But well, the um, way, it's just exciting to have a horse. It, it, what you just said there, the way the speed map probably looks like in the race will track out, you're going to be able to track one. He'll take you into the race. Now, it's another question if you're going to be able to anyway get off his heel and, and propel past him, and uh, it'd be fairly hard. But he will be able to take you into the race, which makes life a little bit easier for the jock. Yeah, and these guineas, like in Melbourne, the Australian guineas, they throw big price winners. So you just, I'm taking the positives out. We've got a I good jockey, it. good trainer. The horse is, um, horse is well. So there's no pressure too. Like you're 100 to 1, so no one expects you to win. Hey, uh, the podcast, mate. People who, who might not have caught too much of it, you and Matt Reid do an outstanding job. Uh, how many times a week do you do it? How regular is it? And uh, what's the best way to be able to listen to it for people around the Tassie to get the, the best information around the racing game? Uh, we marked a Tuesday. It usually drops on Tuesday night purely because yep. of the amount of racing here in Tasmania on a Wednesday. So we target the people that want to drive to the races or at work on the Wednesday, have a listen. It's on the Tas Racing website. It's on all Spotify and all the like. It's called Summer Racing. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're getting some good feedback. So it's something we both enjoy doing. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can keep continuing doing it. Now, outside of the couple you've got today, is there one you like at all over the card at Hobart? Yeah, I like Miss Charlie Brown uh, in race five. Um, I think Vivano's a very good horse in that race, but I just think 1,100 to 14, it's a bit of a task. And um, Miss Charlie Brown's probably had that couple of runs more, might be a touch fitter and about $4.50. So I think that's probably, apart from the inevitable, that's my best for the day. Beautifully done. Appreciate you jumping on the line, having a chat to us. And what's a big day, not just for Tassie Racing, but for yourself. Enjoy it. And uh, hopefully we'll chat this time next week when you've had a big winner. Thanks, Cam. Anytime, mate. Now, the bear, Richie Robinson, outstanding. That podcast has racing, summer racing podcast. Himself and Matt Reed, who's no stranger to this show and program and station. Check it out on the Taz Racing website or via Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just fire it in and 
it'll bob up. We'll get to a break. News time. Brennan Ryan talking superstars. He'll join us next. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. As they jump at Hobart in the third over the mile, Ludbrokes money back. Odds made in class. Little class one. Let's have a little look while we wait. Brennan Ryan's about to join us. We've got some good tips over the course of the afternoon. Open race here. Brewhorse ended up jumping just at $4. Fanciful Flying is going to take him out. It's a picturesque, beautiful course to watch. And it takes it out. McDowell, there's Brewhorse having run of the race. The money come for it late. He's been able to find, although he just gets on the steel a little bit here down by the uh, the 1,200. On his outside is Innocent Peg. Interesting. Your favourite earlier in the day was Starion, who ended up getting out to six bucks right on the jump. Now, that gate was the issue. He's gone all the way back. And I will say this. He's currently three and four wide with absolutely no cover. Now he might be able to just get a little bit. Still fanciful flying. He's now been able to find that rhythm. McDowell is sitting there. Now, Brewhouse, if you've backed it, it was the money horses I touched on. It was 450 and a 390. He's going to find himself in just a little bit of trouble. He needs fanciful flying here as they come down towards the bend to be able to get a length or two on him. Starion got the drift mainly because of the gate, and I think you're seeing that already. He can't win unless he's kind of burned by Now, Brewhouse has now got the opportunity. McDowell goes up. Fanciful Flying's been able to get a length or two on him. Now, Brewhouse, the money came for him. He takes the lead. He's got a length on him. He's got a length and a half. He's got three cords of a length. He's in a little trouble. Needs the line. Needs the line. He's going to get it well ridden. He gets there in the end, and Brewhouse wins. The money was correct. One, nine, and four. And Starion was your red-hot favorite earlier in the day. He's never really had an opportunity. The gate went back. They went hard early, so he couldn't go forward. He's finished fifth or sixth, maybe three or four links. Off the winner, Brewhouse, Amulant Amunchu, who's been on this program before. One, nine, and four in the third at Hobart on Hobart Guineas Day. You can get involved anytime you like. And our man Brennan Ryan does that each and every week. Hello to you, big dog, and congratulations. Self-control last night, big win. Yeah, she done well. Thanks, Cam. Hello to you. Uh, yeah, she look. She normally goes via the Cape when she turns for home. She's a wide runner, but she rode a lot better and uh, yeah, got the job done. She's got three wins on the board in her career, so uh, she's going above expectations every time. The name? Where'd the name come from, Brennan? How did uh, self control? Is, is that you? Have you got? Self-control, or is it an ironic name? No, uh, it was just a little bit about her temperament growing up. Uh, but um, look, I'm going to play a bit of a memory trick on you here. here See go. if you can remember. Uh, singer by the name of Laura Brannigan, she sang a song called Self-Control. So, yeah, that's where I got it from. And, and, and just the lyrics to it sort of reminded me a bit about this about this girl. So. Okay, well, you know what? I don't remember the song, but it doesn't matter <laughs> when they're doing what they did last night, although short is price, and the punters were able to uh, find her as... Well, a lot going on. A lot going on. Rising Stars final coming on Monday. You've got a, a really big interest in that, of course. Uh, Devonport on Tuesday. Where do you want to start? Uh, yeah, we'll head to the Rising Stars. Um, we had two heats there last Monday night. Look, they weren't the fastest times overall, but some big performances come from both heats. Um, one runner, St. Zach for Butch Deverell, he did very well in his heat. He won, I think, I think he just ran about, I think he broke 30 seconds there on the night, but led throughout quite well and he's a strong dog that's uh, going places and he should improve with uh, 
Good time. Um, look, Winburn Ruby was the most massive run in the opening heat there. She come from box, I think she come from about box uh, eight there last week. She had to work hard, but she got there and she flew home to run second, was only beaten about a length and a quarter on the line. So she's drawn box four in the final, and I think she should get a run. Uh, he's so cool, has got the three. He should jump and lead, so, and I think that should give a real nice run for Winburn Ruby. As long as she's up about second or third, she'll... Uh, She'll get a good crack in them and yeah, go to the go to the front by down the back with a bit of luck. All right, first time ever in Devonport on uh, on Wednesday for Devonport Cup, and we'll see some good racing on Tuesday night there as well. Yeah, there's a not a bad program. Um, look, nothing to really shine from that at the moment. But the one thing to point to, we've got an extra meeting coming up this week on Friday. We've got eight heats of the Hobart Maiden Thousand coming up. Um, there's no real trial form coming out of that, but. Um, there's some runners in... Look, Debbie Cannon has got a runner in there by the name of Diary. I think it's in about the third or fourth heat. Um, Debbie's won the race in consecutive years, and, uh, look, she wouldn't put a runner in the race if she didn't think it had a chance. So um, they're not the strongest of maidens by the looks of it, but um, we'll see how it all pans out this coming Friday, uh, next Friday, I should say. Hey, well, well, just quickly, back to self-control. Where does she go now? Um, she'll go back to Hobart. There'll be a grade five over 461 with a bit of luck waiting on the uh, first acceptances to come out and we'll go there. And her sister, uh, who went round um, just by, she'll go back into Juvenile over 461 as well. All right. What else news you got for us? Anything else getting around, mate? And what has been a pretty jam-packed first week of the year? Yeah, no, we're getting to closer towards the uh, Group 2 Launceston Cup Series. It'll uh, start and just under a matter of weeks away and... Um, it's a forty thousand dollar series. The final will be on the thirty first of this month, so we're going to see some runners really build up, and the rising stars will give us a good form focus. But um, we're going to see the likes of Eagles next year. He'll go around there on Monday night. He was a good winner in the invitation, so for Teddy Meadow. So we'll see him uh, back up, and yeah, it should be a good night's racing there. And yeah, the countdown's on now to the uh, Group Two Launceston Cup. No, I can't wait, mate. What did you do for New Year's? Uh, pretty quiet. I worked and, um, yeah, just kept tacking on. I've got a, we've got a team of dogs here at the moment. So yeah, there's plenty to do. Never a dull moment. Mate, you are on fire. Congratulations again on last night. Good luck with her going forward. She's got a fair bit of talent and we look forward to yeah. chatting to you this time next week. Thanks, Cam. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad to see that yeah, you and Brownie had a good trip over and, uh, hopefully we'll see you sometime down the track. No, well, someone's got to babysit Brownie. I'll give you the drum. Uh, Brennan, thank you, mate. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Brennan Ryan, perfectly done. A couple of tips he's pointed us in towards. The Rising Star, they'll be up on our socials at SN underscore track and self-control. Nice win last night. The punters found her opportunity to go forward with a couple in a row in the next couple of weeks. We'll get to a break. Jamie Cockshart, Dylan Ford's going to join us as well. We might try and squeeze Tommy Hackett in if we have the time. It is all going on right around the country with Cam Luke on Taz Racing Talk. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Yeah, you most certainly are. Wherever you might be, hello to you. You can get involved at 0499 736 736. It's Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke as Brownie puts his feet up after a very successful Devonport Cup situation on Wednesday. Tore it apart and this man that we are joined by every Friday tears it apart on the regular, it's Jamie Cockshaw. Jamie, hello to you. Yeah, young Cam. I'm doing really well, mate. Really well, although a bit of bad news. Of course, we see the Hobart Gallops being brought forward due to the weather, and uh, they had a nice early start because there's a fair bit going to happen in different parts of the state. But the bad news is that the once-a-year meeting in Scottsdale had to be cancelled. There's a number of factors, weather being one, and unfortunately COVID 
being the other one. But anytime you have a once a year meeting uh, and it gets cancelled, it really can put a dampener on things. Yeah, it sure does, mate. And, you know, the community of Costa, they'll be all up there devastated because they all come out in force on the day, mate. Probably got a population of, a, you know, three or 4,000. They probably get a crowd of 3,000, to be honest, Cam. Um, it is sad. I know they're all looking forward to it. And, well, they called it off last night because the weather is pretty bad up the northeast coast yesterday and it's forecast today. So, yeah, just hopefully they can reschedule a couple of the feature races, you know, in the coming weeks. You know, their, their local cup will be reprogrammed somewhere, mate. But, yeah, it is um, a bit of a dampener for the, for the locals up around the northeast coast of Scottsdale, buddy, for sure. Yeah, the, the thing is, and this doesn't help uh, the Scottsdale Racing Club, it doesn't help the fans, and we're going to go and enjoy a really nice day, and, of course, the drivers and the owners and, and everyone else. But because of what is happening and having the meeting cancelled, the main meeting, though, this week, which is always going to be the main meeting, the Hobart Pacing Cup, it is creme de la creme. It is an outstanding card. So while there's only one this weekend, it is top-notch racing. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's a pretty good card at Hobart. There's a lot of feature races, mate. And, um, yeah, it's some $40,000 feature, the Hobart Pacing Cup, and that's brought to remember a pretty good field. All the local stars and, you know, a pretty good horse from Victoria's come over at Dean Bruin for Willie Go West. And, yeah, it promises to be a cracker, that's for sure, mate. Just hope the weather holds off Sunday and um, we can all get out there on track. Dylan's going to join us in a moment. Dylan Ford, who no doubt uh, is going to have a fair bit to say for some of those really nice drives he's got. But uh, they've got a couple that you like as well. What do you like? Yeah, it's a pretty good card, mate, as we just mentioned. But it's a good even card, to be honest, Cam. Um, a couple of long race three, number eight, Marley J. Eagle. Uh, racing against the older horses, but that shouldn't matter because he's a promising type and he's a very good winner at St Mary's the other week, hitting three wide and he looked at it all pretty easy. Drawn inside the second line, I reckon they'll get off early and take bad luck out of the equation. I think he'll be winning. Race four, number eight, Bella Brooklyn. Um, it's a pretty tricky race to stand start Mears, but this horse has had no luck and it's been hitting the line very strongly. Um, and I think she can get the job done at around the $4 mark. And race eight, number seven, Bowney in. Uh, I've been leading the bandwagon a bit lately for Bowen in, but um hasn't been going bad. He's just been doing too much work in the run, and if Connor Crook can get him up outside the leader early, he might be able to, you know, finish first for a change of set of running second or third. The value play comes up race six, number 12, Riley Major. He's, a, he's our best pacer. Um, they put up $6.50 and $2, which was a really good bet, the $2 a place especially, because, like I said, he's our best pacer. Willie Go West is pretty short odds in my eyes at $1.35, but he's got a bit of a boom on him and he's got the front line, so, you know, he could, um, he's clearly the one to beat. Then we'll head across to race 10, number eight, a horse called Crispy Quick. Uh, Do to sit behind the speed, but may end up three pegs, but that won't be the, the end of the world for him, Cam. If um, just get a bit of room at the top of the straight, and I think he can hit the line strongly at, at good each way odds. And a couple of roughies come up. Race one, number five, Nap Attack Jack. Um, burst in win a race and you know, Gillen's on Napper Tap Jack and let's just hope um, he just gives it a chance as well as what I do and I just think um, a bit of luck he can run a race at 15 or $16 and race nine number six he's razor sharp mate burst in a breakthrough um, just needs a bit of luck from the tricky draw and, but he's worth an each way play as well, as well at around the you know, 12 to $15 mark mate well, the good news is, firstly, you got winners galore there at SN underscore track. We'll, uh, we'll get them up as well. And you mentioned Dylan Ford, who joins us right now. Take it away, Jamie, and welcome to you, Dylan. G'day, guys. How, How you are you going, Dylan? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? 
Yeah, not bad, mate. We'll just quickly touch on Mum. You know, Mum only took a trainer's license out oh, probably 18 months ago. I reckon it would be, mate, or probably even shorter. But um, she took out the leading female trainer award this season, and I'm sure um, she would have been pretty chuffed with that. Uh, yeah, it's um, a lot of reward for, for effort for Mum. Um, I think I said this on the last time I was on here that she's sort of been the backbone of, of our family and... Um, you know, I mean, she's she's been a part of the horses just as much as we have, and for her to take out her own trainer's license and get the results she has is, is just reward for effort. You know, what I mean, she's the first one up, the last one to bed, and uh, they're a pride and joy. So she deserves it. Yeah, she's she's pretty quiet, your mum, Tam, and yeah, you know, she don't like talking on the radio. So you know, I did try to get her on a few weeks ago, but Dad said no, she's a bit too shy for that. <laughs> but um. We'll go through your chances at Hobart, mate. You got a, you got a you got a fair few drives. Um, there's no standouts, but you got some good each way chances, mate. We'll start off in race one, number five, Napa Taxam, trained by Paul Meadows. He's bursting a breakthrough, baby. He just needs a little bit of luck in running from a tricky draw. Yeah, he's he's been good his last sort of few. Um, he's sort of been left without cover, and, and it's something he doesn't like. But um, tricky draw, and you know, I mean, he's a place chance, but. I, I just can't say he could win from that draw. Then we'll move across to race three. You've got Let's Go Bill. Um, he's probably the one of the main dangers to his more fancy stable mate in the race, but he was good at Carrick. Um, we showed a return to form, and you know, he's not a bad chance with the right run. Yeah, I drove him early in his prep um, this time in, and he ran some nice races, and then he sort of went through a, a sort of a rough patch and, and wasn't at his best. Um, then he went to St Mary's off the stand and sort of suited him. And I, I think he's probably a little bit outclassed. Um, but, yeah, like I, I think Mark will have some fun with him over the, over the summer period with the standing start. Um, race four. He's driving on Bonds Angel, but, but Mum trains two runners in the race. Bonds Angel and Bella Brooklyn. Um, I'm leaning Bella Brooklyn side, mate. So which one are you leaning towards? Uh yeah, I didn't really have the pick of drives. I say Bella Brooklyn is is probably the better one. Um, she's more experienced. She's she's been competitive in that sort of grade. Stand suits. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd say Bella Brooklyn's the better horse. But Bond's Angel, if she can lob on top um, and get a little bit of pace, she'll run a quick half. Moving on to race five, way on by. You know, he's had a bit of a fill-up last week. Carrick, he's pretty heavily back, and he got the job done, but he did have a, a very good trip in running, and, you know, you drove him a treat. Drawn wide, tougher field. It's going to be a bit harder for him this week, by the looks of it. Uh, nice horse, um, our opinion is, anyway, a nice horse. And um, once these country cups sort of get to a bigger track, he'll be more suited. Um, tricky draw. Um, yeah, like if it, if he drew a little bit closer and could lob handy, he'd, he'd definitely be in the finish because he is he's he's a nice horse. He's just got a few issues, um, but yeah, just once he gets to a stand in this sort of grade, um, he'll make his own luck. And we'll move on to the last every chance that I think you've got, mate. I could be wrong. Race ten, my celebrity. You've got a pretty good record on this horse, and it's got a good trail and draw, and I think she can be dangerous, you know, around the, you know, six or eight dollar mark. Yeah, I drove him a few starts ago, and, and probably burned off the gate harder than he likes. Um, 
but yeah, with the trailing draws, you know, I mean, he should be competitive. He's, he likes that sort of grade. Um, but yeah, he just needs to be close enough. So, give me $10, mate, as I do every week, and which one are you going to push the listeners into out there? Um, just on on standing start matters from what I've seen at the trials and and her one start at Bernie where she led and, and it wasn't through the stand that she broke. Um, I'd be leaning towards Von Danger just over that trip and back to Hobart. Um, not very suited to tight tracks, so I'd be saying Von Danger is probably my best. Oh, that's good, mate. No, well, good luck on Sunday night, mate. Let's just hope the weather holds off. It's a beautiful day at the moment, but it's meant to turn pretty bad. And, um, you know, all the best on Sunday night, buddy. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Uh, brilliantly done. Dylan Ford, one of the stars in Tasmanian Harness Racing, joins us. And, Jamie, before I let you go, same same theory. I'm going to steal your theory. Ten bucks out of all your tips, which will be up at SN underscore track short. If I gave you ten bucks right now to have a bet this weekend on uh, Sunday at Hobart, which way are you going? I'm going to go the opposite of Dylan. I'm going to go Bella Brooklyn, the stable, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty bullish um, on Bella Brooklyn. Um, I just hope Dylan's sister can knock him off on the line and um, and tip out Von Zanzen in the closing stages. But it could be a, a good Cornella for the listeners out there to have. We've both keen on, you know, on, on, on either one of them. Brilliantly done. Hey, mate, love your time as always. I uh, hope you've had a great start to the new year. Look forward to finding some winners on Sunday, mate, and chatting about it next week. No worries, Cam. Take care, bud. He's a superstar, Jamie Cockshut. And, of course, for people who just might be tuning in, the disappointing news, Scottsdale last night was cancelled due to weather and COVID, but the weather's really going to be stuffing around. I don't know exactly what it means going forward. Hopefully they can reschedule and we can see that once-a-year meeting a little bit later into the new year. We squeezed out Tommy Hackett. Tommy, I know you're listening. I apologise. Make every race even more exciting with Ladbrokes. Gamble responsibly. If you're having some troubles... Call the Gambler's Hotline on 1-800-858-858. Hobart Guineas Day, the Tasmanian Sprint. A lot of good racing. Sam Highlander, join me next on Trackside.